Fresh blood. London, the West End. A little after four in the morning. At the base of the skyscraper, known as Central Point Tower, in the darkness at the end of a dank concrete walkway, something stirred. The shadows there begin to ripple and curl inside. Dark began. A man-like shape, a pure liquid black. Then a demon emerged, t- taking its first <laughs> literary step towards a woman who stood there watching it. Jessica said, hearing the voice again, the void of sound, it seemed to take shape inside her head. Like black flowers blossoming behind her eyelids, Jessica found that it was all she could do to stop her legs from trembling. Again, we been so close. Another four few minutes, she made it. She made it. She gritted her teeth and told herself to concentrate. The demon took another step. He was clear of the shadows. Now, in the rainy orange sunlit street light glinted off its oily wet skin. His face was blank, but she could feel it looking at her. You should not have come back, it said. Slowly, Jessica put down the plastic bag. Put a fourteen years' worth of carefully ordered tobacco shreds and cigarette ends had been collecting and saving for this moment. She unbuttoned her filthy overcoat. Really, she replied. What makes you say that? You must have realised that I can't let you warn them, the demon told her. You must have known that if I found you, you'll be killed, and that the knowledge you possess would die with you. You probably still, but they, you still came. Why? Confidence, said Jessica, aren't you? Her amber eyes glittered. Her brown hinds lifted fragilely from her sides. The demon looked at her. Very well, it said. Since you insist, I've, it took one more step. Burden, blurred emotion, attack. Jessica was as young as she used to be. She expected the demon's charge, but her actions slowed over the years since they fought. When she leapt with superhuman speed, two metres straight up in the air, flinging herself in a twisting full row, so tight it left her dizzy. She was there, for slightly too late. Her knackered old trainers clicked on his back as it flashed past beneath her. She was slightly off balance as she stole, sold, smacked back to the concrete and the knife. First knife she threw, as it landed, went wide, spanked, bringing off the road. Walkway, whirling and spinning off into the light. Night smoothly, her hand whipped back and out again. But the demon had already recovered itself. Spotted her second knife out of the air with something very like contempt. Jessica held her breath as she reached for a third. A blade crossed the space in a flash of silver and struck the demon in the face. Right between its up where its eyes would have been if it had been a person. But it was not a person. Grimly she watched her knife vanish into the glossy darkness, leaving barely a ripple. The demon didn't even break a stride. With the best speed she could master, Jessica dived to one side. She could she had just had time to notice the demon had appreciated her. Anticipated her. After she felt a blow, it took her breath away. A concrete wall on the end of the walkway, with a clear six metres behind her. A blow flung her to a distance of less than a second. 
He's back in the wall, like back, wall back first. Helpless of pain, she slid to the floor, waiting for follow-up. That would finish her, but it didn't come. Then she looked up. The demon was watching her. Feeling your age, Jessica? He inquired. Jessica didn't answer. Bones were aching, and she could taste blood in her mouth, warm and coppery. She gritted her teeth and got to her feet, keeping her one hand behind her back. Magic, she was thinking. All right. He's, she's going to have to use magic. I sympathise, said the demon. Truly I do, you see. It adjusted itself with one inked black hand. I've taken what strength I can from my current host. But he, like you, is old now, and weak. He will not sustain me for much longer. Jessica said nothing. She's concentrating behind her. Behind her. Slowly agonizingly, the air above her palm wobbled, bulged, and light appeared. The thin spark at first. Spark glistened and twinkled as she coaxed into life, gradually becoming a little brighter, a little stronger. With each passing moment, it was herself that Jessica was pouring into all her determination, all her power, and her hatred condemned into a single glittering point. The spark grew into the spear, whirling, glowed, a yellow, an orange flecked and sizzling, silvery blue. The demon continued to speak. What I need, it said, a new vessel to work from, fresh blood, it said, as if if, as it were, someone vicious yet pardonable, someone spirited yet suggestible. In short, someone young. Where do you, did you come? Why did you come back? He asked again suddenly. Was it the girl? Well, Jessica did. Still, Jessica did not reply. Well, said the demon. It doesn't matter. It weighed wearily at her hand. Jessica still held behind her back. All right, he said. Go on then, surprise me. Jessica bowed her head. Brought out a hand, and that, that was inside it, and smiled. Already a thin shell of softer blue was forming around the small globe of light. It still danced and whirled over her hand. Another second, and the shell seemed to be hardened. Then it crunched inwards, turning the light into the globe as an angry red and white. Then suddenly, a demon was screaming, its head tipped back and glistening lit with black jaws. Grasping as far as it seemed to roll and fall back on themselves. Body was frailing now, around, and the light was hitting it, reaching and frailing, as if blown up about in the wind tunnel. And all the same time, the scream went on and on. The sound was one Jessica knew well. He'd heard it in a dream every night for fourteen years, a sound like a paper tearing in your head and inward. It taken wearily. Praying sound that shot up and pitched like a rocket, a sound like nothing on earth. Her amber eyes flashed as she stared the demon down. Holding light in front of her, Jessica walked backward, walked towards it. It was reaching for her long, liquid black fingers while grasping at the light, testing her will, checking her strength, but Jessica fought with her heart. Forcing the demon back, step by step, without taking her eyes off it, she stepped, reached out, and picked up her back. For nine years of the streets, Jessica learned to make the best use of what could however materials came to hand, manifesting her power, and essentially, 
it's tenly for any length of time exhausting but certain substances Jessica had discovered could be introduced to whole magic storing up and releasing it slowly a battery doesn't does an electric charge tobacco for example she began to pour the bag's contents into the ground her feet a little at a time even if she could with all one hand slowly steadily she let the precious stuff fall shaking it out forming a line the concrete before her and her enemy holding the blazing light above her head she forced herself to turn the back on the demon as it continued to pour the bag emptied a collection of threads of dog ends flared briefly then blackened as she completed the projection circle she sat down across the legs suddenly the demon seemed to realize what she was doing it sprang towards her in a fleeing spreading flood of darkness swallowing the walls the rain world aside everything jessica took a deep breath forcing herself to blank out except everything except the lights on her wheel a wheel, forcing herself not to think on what would happen if the light went out. She closed her eyes. The sound of the door buzzer, long and ugly, ripped Ernest Esmine out of her sleep. A dream had been one she'd opened, a long, slow, freezing kind of dream, full of darkness and falling a cold and squeezed stony fingers around her the heart. It was a frightening dream, but, that, but in the moment, Esmine had dismissed it as usual. She opened her eyes, her thick black curly hair had swung forwards around her face, which means she was on the ceiling again, which always seemed to always seemed to wake up. Parting her hair with her fingers, she floated seamlessly to the floor, her bedroom, and walked to two steps on the intercom one door. Just as she reached it, it crackled. Crack, Cracked her father would, had reached his first. Yeah, he, he said in his deep voice, managing to convey one syllable that would not just so happy he would be in person at the door. Turned out to be, uh, be turned out to have woken him for no reason. Raymond, said a voice from outside. There's a pose. Nick, said Raymond honestly. Yeah. And suddenly Esme's blood turned to ice. She pressed the button. I'm down. I'll be down in the room, she said. Nick was small and thin and dressed in a black head to toe foot. He wore a black suit, black shoes, a black shirt, open the neck, and black silk gloves in his hands. His beard and moustache were as dark and neat as the rest of him. And but there Jack didn't know what he got himself into. One minute he was his best friend Charlie were up trying to turn having crispy duck with Charlie's dad. And Jack was having to listen to Charlie shouting at his dad, leaving his mum. Then the next minute there was a mysterious room above a theatre with some of the strangest characters they've ever encountered. They were about to take the test, and something very, very, very weird was about to begin. The test transformed Charlie, leaving him distinctly marked as a black tattoo with a temper that seems out of control. Boy meeting with Esme, a young girl with the most impressive martial arts skills. His side of Bruce Lee, a huge and hairy father, Raymond, and the mysterious Nick seemed to sweat Charlie and Jack into a world of no idea existed. And this is going to get, it's going to get even, get stranger. 
It is epic tale of good and evil, demons of hell, vomiting bats, and huge battles. Marks a debut. Incredible new talent for literal books, drawing on influences such as comic books, computer games, and Eastern martial arts. Black Tattoo is a book of no self-respecting teenage boy who wants to miss.